0: Yeah What's up? Welcome to the Things We Dig Podcast, where we talk about pop culture and bullshit. On today's episode.
1: I judge you, you hard if you are Crocs <laughs> listeners. Just letting <laughs> you know, you can hate me for that if you want, but
2: I'm judging you hard. <laughs> I am in a post-apocalyptic decked out Ninja Turtles party wagon. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have a tough time sleeping tonight. Love you guys.
0: Kind of a trip when you watch these, like to think America's the greatest. And it's like a real possibility that like we would just eat each other alive
1: all right listeners welcome back to the things we dig podcast as always i am the
2: other chris hey there friends this is the og and better chris how to throw a little shade your way man you get me all the time
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's the only uncle bobby b
2: and as always
0: it's alex b got me good, son. Hurts my heart. (laughs)
3: All right, guys. Well, today
1: we're going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite movies. A lot of people have seen it, but when people ask me for a movie that like, oh, recommend something to me I might not have seen, Children of Men always recommend it. Amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, go out and watch it. Uh, Came out back in 2006 and it was directed by, I'm going to fucking ruin his name, but Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, It stars Clive Owen. And I don't want to give away too much of the plot, even though it's from that long ago, but (laughs) you know, women stop being able to have kids on planet earth and the movie takes place 18 years after that. So like the youngest person on planet earth is 18 years old and clive owen's just a dude trying to like make it in england which is one of the only countries left going on the planet and he gets wrapped up in some shit way bigger than him and just backdrop against some crazy shit and it has really good cinematography great acting and the story will blow you away so if you haven't seen it fucking see it what do you guys think about this movie the premise
2: the premise is very very bleak, but I'm into bleak movies and Alfonso Cuarón just has a style that it just complements, you know, these type of movies. I mean, he's kind of known for these more dreary kind of um like I'm going to say it again, bleak movies. And yeah, dude, it's. I, I'm wondering why this movie is so underrated. I mean, obviously it came out in 2006. That's so a long time ago. But to your point, I feel like it was one of those movies that just kind of flew under the radar even for back then. So love it though. Clive Owen is a fucking boss in the movie and- Just overall, just great concept. And it was uh, adapted from a book, right? It's originally a book from 1992. Did you read that book, Chris? I feel like you're a book reader.
1: I am. And I'm sad to say I have not read this one, but maybe I should.
3: A... The director didn't read the book either before, or <laughs> writer didn't read it either. They just took the general plot of it and then made their entire own story off of oh, it. Oh, is, it, is really? it not like a... It's not director. like it almost at all. Yeah, it's almost not. It's it's two different, very different stories. Yeah, yeah. I uh,
0: I tried to read it. And I just, it was it was a big one. You know, when you read a book and you just feel stupid because their vocabulary is so <laughs> next level that you almost have to like look up words to know what their definitions are. Like the dude was too smart, but like Bobby said, it, it's so different um, in many ways, but I didn't finish it. So, I can't say, but the movie was better. The movie was so much better.
3: I'll say about the, uh, the plot, uh, when it came out, uh, didn't. Like Chris had just mentioned that it didn't get a lot of fanfare. It didn't do well in the box offices. And then people started crediting it for sort of predicting the future. And the uh, the director ends up coming out almost like how people are like, oh, Black Mirror. Every Black Mirror episode ends up coming true. And it's like, oh, Black Mirror predicted this or South Park did it. Like all these things keep... But the director pushed back on it instantly. He's like, no, this was just happening already. But... Like the Western culture turns a blind eye to refugee crises or or uh, poor elections being like overrun by like tyrants or dictators or like democracy being overthrown. So uh, I thought that was interesting uh, because it's fucking true. It is true. And it's very uh, like I think Chris nailed on that with like the uh, even like the tone of the uh, is that the the tint of the camera that they chose like everything about this film feels dystopian bleak like the color palettes, the, I think, uh, I don't know how much we're giving away in this. I I don't know. but uh, Yeah, I'm I mean, okay. I,
1: I don't know why in the opening listeners I said, hey, I don't want to give up too much away because we're going to talk about the whole fucking movie in this thing. It <laughs> yeah. came out in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler so. alert. Like, like, alert. If you
2: haven't yeah. seen the movie, you probably won't listen to this episode. We hope you do. hope you listen yeah. <laughs> to every single episode. Then you uh, watch the movie. Maybe yeah. pause it, watch the movie, come back, listen. That's how <laughs> dedicated our listeners are. Thank you for that.
3: Well then, I'm going to call out like some things that a couple things that stuck with me. I'm not going to go into the ending. Maybe we'll save that for the uh, withhold. Um, but outside of, I think this movie is really renowned for its long takes. Um, and makes you feel like edge of the seat in the video game. I think we had talked about previously and things like The Last of Us or other situations where you put in those long takes, you you feel part of the action and it almost is uncomfortable. It's like you start to feel anxious. Um, and then the other thing, um, spoiler alert, there are quite a few deaths in this movie and I... Still, it sticks with me how unceremonious a lot of the deaths in this movie are. They don't make a huge deal of it. People die off screen. Uh, people are taken away. And you never see them again. They could be a pivotal character or not. Um, and some of the most pivotal characters get like the most unceremonious endings. And that is... I like when I don't think movies and TV and whatever do that enough because that is real life. Like there, there almost never is a ceremonious death. Like there isn't some big to do about whatever. Um, so I, it always catches you by surprise. Um, I think fame, you can think of a myriad of famous ones, like maybe Leo departed or something that like totally catches you off guard. Uh, and this movie has quite a few of those. So yeah, I don't know why it's not talked about more, man. We're talking about it.
0: Oh yeah.
1: I would totally agree with what you just said of like the death thing and the tracking shots. Those compare two things together do make it feel so real. Because yeah, a character you're you're just in this five minute tracking shot, and then boom, they're gone, and you keep going, and you're like, oh fuck, what about them? And you just never see them again, and you're like, mm-hmm. holy shit, dude! Like it's uh, this movie stuck with me a lot the first time I saw it too, man. So I like that you brought that point up.
2: Yeah, I would say to what you guys are both saying, it, it definitely feels like real life, right? If you're in that situation, you wouldn't have time to oh, well, let's bury this person, let's you know mourn them, you know, like any person would do. If someone close to them had passed away, they're on the run, you know. They they really mm-hmm. just had to like kind of move on. And you know, going back to the long shot take, you know of 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 the death death that we're talking about and how it just kind of comes out of nowhere, and it's like forty o'clock at like around like forty five seconds to like a minute of just like you don't realize this so i would rewind it a couple of times because i you know we know about the shot this is kind of what this movie is you know known for is like that one long shot of of that car scene and mm-hmm. you're just you're in it you feel cramped like you're saying bobby you feel like uncomfortable you know, like you'd be in that situation you have a gang of people who are coming at you trying to kill you and just that sudden like and i almost forgot i was like oh fuck yeah that death did occur and then later on you know Clive Owen, Theo, his character, his relationship with this person, they were separated, you know, from a tragic event that happened in both their lives that they're both connected to and they're they're kind of distant, but still like they have that chemistry with each other and he goes off and he's kind of like, fuck, you know, like that sucked and he goes to smoke a cigarette and he just fucking breaks down and you felt that. You're like, oh my goodness, because they're like probably just that adrenaline, like, stopped and it just kicked in for him being like this person who I had this relationship with just got her fucking head blown off and I couldn't do anything about it you know what could I do really like shoulder with my hands you know so that was just a really strong just powerful scene Mm -hmm. I mean and not to mention to me that
0: the the opening of the movie you know these things kind of catch you I mean the opening for me got you right off the start you know, he walks into this coffee shop. Everybody's gathered around looking at the TV at the death of this, this, the youngest person on the planet. And then he just walks out drinking his coffee and the whole fucking place explodes. So, you know, like everybody that pretty much was in that room with him died. And it was like, again, he was, he was shaken because it was an explosion, but it was like, carry on, you know? Just yeah. another another day.
1: Uh, yeah, I feel like at that point, the world is so far gone that you'd just be numb to everything. Like in this day and age with the internet, we're desensitized to things. So, some, oh, yeah. after 18 years of that, like be crazy. And well, I, I do think they have a pretty realistic depiction of like maybe not the whole world would collapse. But if people thought the human race was ending, all these weird religions would definitely pop up that are in the movie. Like governments would collapse. People would riot. People would fucking freak out. And the few countries that were left... People would flock to and you'd have Mm -hmm. to either like, I mean, as brutal as it is, you'd have to have the the immigration like they have in this movie or just let your country get overrun and, you know, be the next to fall and to have to like sit there as humans and go about your day knowing like that's the cost of it would be so fucking crazy and then you see the part of the movie where they go to like the rich section of town and they're still living like it's fucking 1999 partying and you're like mm-hmm. god damn man this this is how it would be though like the people with the money would make it and be behind big ass walls
0: until they finally fell down and the people with that would just be fucking oh yeah it, dude man. wasn't america like in flames or pretty much like Doomed, or at least that's how they kind of made it off. So it's always like kind of a trip when you watch these, like to think America's the greatest. And it's like a real possibility that like we would just eat each other alive if shit went that's, down.
3: That's over two in these British post apocalyptic V for <laughs> Vendetta, the for exact Vendetta, same. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I always that,
2: got these movies slightly those movies slightly mixed up, V for Vendetta and Children mm-hmm. of Man. Because they came out roughly around the same time, relatively the same concept, kind of same look and feel. Um I mean... Completely different character. I mean, get them yeah. confused, but you're just like, oh, V for Vendetta. Oh, no, 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 because like certain scenes, there's V for Vendetta has like the the talk show host, and I was like, oh wait, that was that's not in this movie. I was mm-hmm. waiting for that to kind of come up. Um, not to divert too much, but yeah, I guess to what you're saying, Chris, and I guess the question of you know realizing the world is not going to reproduce anymore, and do you think that's why everything fell because people are like, well, there's nothing left for us to kind of save for you know future generations we might as well just take what we can and you know fuck everyone else is, is that why I mean, think about the crazy shit people try to pull off now with you can live a happy life
1: and do stuff. And then to think like the world is over, basically, like is when we all die off, we're we're done. Like there would be a ton of people who freak the fuck out or just didn't give a shit anymore. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people are are not too far from snapping, unfortunately. So that type of event, years of enduring it and being like, oh, I guess it's never
2: going to reverse and we are doomed. Yeah, I think shit would get fucked up quick. It would be really trippy to for something like that to happen globally, right? Um- the midwife, uh, her name is, her character's name is escaping right now. But when she was t- telling Theo, you know, she 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 was a nurse 18 years ago and she was in the hospital and, you know, there wasn't any, you know, newborns being, you know, brought into the world. And she was just like, oh, that that's kind of weird. It's It's been a couple months. And then she had a friend in another country saying, hey, like kind of the same thing. And then it kind of clicked in her head. Like, is this a global thing? And then just for that news to take over would be just insane right i mean we get a ton of news every day like you'd almost wonder like how real is this kind of like the pandemic right when it first happened you're kind of like oh like how serious is this and then just more and more and more then eventually Dude, like, exactly you see fucking disneyland get shut down you're like oh it's really fucking serious
3: <laughs> that was that was it for me too that yes. was a it <laughs> was a break i point. couldn't ride splash mountain anymore i was like this is for real uh I mean- so
0: oh, go ahead alex Oh, just, I mean, I was just going to say like, I feel like not to get too bleak, but it's one of those those movies that still stands the test of time as far as, you know, I've read sci-fi books that were written before I was born and they just hit home where you're like, holy shit, like this is kind of coming into fruition and, you know, not again, not to be too too doom and gloom here, but, you know, I don't know if the, the fertility rates are going up, but more of lying going down and... It's like, okay. it's like, okay, is this slowly like, you mean, I mean you can name on
3: this podcast. They keep going up.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it just seems like it's like, okay, it's like, it's, it's, it's harder and harder sometimes. And it's just, you, you, you wonder, you know, when you're like, see this movie when it's like kind of scary. Cause you're like, what if like, this could be very, very, very real still to this day. Yeah. Even if
1: not to like such an extreme. Uh, such an extreme degree you know if they just like declined by 50 percent of what they were Mm -hmm. now or something that would definitely not be good like you can't support
0: working forces and pensions and shit like that unless Mm -hmm. you're bringing in uh fresh bodies like some handmaid's tale shit if you guys ever watch that um it's it's different but it's very much birth rates have declined there's a whole new uh, religious government that has taken over pretty much and just created this very weird religious thing where they they take in handmaids and they have the baby but they're not the mom it's the mo- it's the other lady and the dad and you guys should watch that show it's really dark totally different but similar you know birthing issues like almost like maybe what could happen before this movie but Very weird. Yeah, I'll have to check in. And still, yeah.
1: Uh, to switch gears a little bit, though, I gotta talk about one of my favorite cameo side characters of all time in any movie is Michael Caine as
2: Jasper in this movie. He's just the best
1: fucking awesome it's michael kane he always plays these serious awesome roles you know he's like just a, one of the greatest actors of all time and he just plays a fucking loopy stoner who likes to grow his weed and sells it to the cops and all these other people on the dl in this world that's fallen apart and he just kills it in the role i
2: absolutely loved him when i first saw it as it and uh when i watched it i still did yeah jasper man i he, he was the the comic relief almost you know in a such a like bleak movie but it was like done, handled well i feel like it was just michael kane like kind of being michael kane right and even up to you know I, I know we said we're gonna dive deep into this movie but even up to his death dude he's like hey pull my finger <laughs> okay. yeah. he like, i'm like and he oh shoots him, dude yeah so sad and theo's
1: so
0: pissed afterward man everyone he's like just get in the fucking car yeah you know? Yeah, yeah, that's where the, the strawberry cough. I, I think it was a strain they made after that. But he like, he's like, smoke this. He's like, now cough. He's like, strawberries, mm-hmm. strawberries. I was, just
2: like, I was like, I was like, I want to smoke that shit. What were your guys' thoughts when uh, Theo first goes into the barn and, you know, he has to take, you know, this refugee woman, you know, across, you know, the country. He doesn't really know. He kind of was just set up by, you know, his ex-wife Julian to, to do this. And she was like, hey, you have connections. And he's like, all right, fuck, I guess, you know, I will. And then he walks into the barn and she shows him that she's pregnant. And like, when I first saw this movie, again, had no idea about the book or anything in regards. Pretty. Sure, I saw it with you guys, right? So I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, again, at that time, it was just like, I'll go and check out this movie with you guys and be like, oh, this movie's fucking great. But that part, I was like, oh, holy shit. How would you guys feel of like, hey, there haven't been a newborn baby in 18 years. And then all of a sudden, you see this. Lady, butt-ass naked, pregnant in front of you. Dude, I would be speechless, just like him. He was
1: like, holy fucking shit. Like, you, if you were religious, like all those people there, you definitely would think it was like a sign from God or something like that. If you were someone like Theo who just given up on life, you might be, it might, yeah, I think anyone in that situation, no babies for 18 years, there's no way you could not freak the fuck out be dumbstruck.
3: I think uh, that is, for me, I guess, why this movie is a little bit more harder to you insert yourself into the world. Um, and be like If you watch a po- post-apocalypse like 28 Days Later, or you watch like, I don't know, even Zombieland or something, like like the zombie, I guess, apocalypse model. Like you, we've had discussions on this podcast, like what would you do in that world, right? Like how would you try to survive this one where it's just like the human race is ending, but we all just have to ride it out on some slow kind of <laughs> slog to the end. Um, it, it It's so so hard to fathom for me. And so I guess seeing even putting myself in that and then see, like being in awe of like a essential savior um, of the human race that I think it, that's, it would, I guess, feel like seeing like Jesus Christ walk into the room, right? Like, yeah, oh,
0: yeah. yeah, definitely. It would be like, I mean, it would be insane and, and not, you know, depending on where we're going with the scenes, but that point, that part where they're, he's traveling with the baby. And trying to keep the baby quiet, which is, you know, good luck. And then everybody realizes it's a baby and just that, that, that energy and the feeling that they give where everybody's just pausing and just walking. And it's one of those scenes again that we'll probably talk more on, but where it's just cut walking and everybody's just like, just like, like they're looking at Jesus being born right there, just walking like, oh my God, like no one's taking it, no one's being dangerous. Everybody's just frozen in this moment of awe, like, holy shit, a baby.
3: That uh, that scene reminds me of like the, it's going into somewhat of a legend, but the true story of like the two sides of, I can't remember if it's World War One or World War II, like stopping on Christmas night to sing Silent Night together. And then like they got in each other's trenches and like everything, it didn't matter. It was like the humanity was bigger in that moment. I heard than, about that, yeah. Then like the political discourse, uh geopolitical discourse I guess in that regard. But uh yeah, just like both sides of the refugees and like the I don't know what you would call the establishment government or whatever, but um stopping and just in awe of uh yeah, what they were seeing. Was,
0: they were all stopped, yeah. yeah like it. Like they were like, like telling
2: the, the gunner or the tank to like fucking hold, hold your fire, dude. Like,
3: it's well, like the thing that it?
2: everybody's fighting for. Yeah. I mean, and what was insane about that scene leading up to it was another long shot, like a super long shot. And what I think Alfonso Cuarón does well is there are people in the background who are really living out, you know, truthfully this kind of world, right? You're following Theo, you're following Key, of course. But in the background, and there's even shots where like he'll kind of lead away from like the main characters. Theo and key will walk away and you'll see some of the gunners and some of the the fishes. They're they're shooting and they're fighting. You see a mother on the ground, it's probably her son, maybe grandson you know, someone close to her dying. And he just lingers on these people for a while to really showcase like the dread that's going on and just this fire, you know, battle and there's just firearms going off and it's crazy. And, you know, to your guys' point, it leads up to this scene where everyone stops and they let them walk away. But then instantly, two seconds later, they're just right back to fucking blowing each other up, which is like just humanity, right? It's like, oh, like, There's one side of humanity that is very loving and caring. They're like, oh, my goodness, this is glorious. All the soldiers just looking at them in in awe as she's walking through the hallways. People are praying. Of course, you know, like you said, an act of God. They're feeling that. And then back to just the shit side of humanity of like, well, we still got to kill these fucking people in this building. So just really awesome scene to showcase that dude one little aside that i want to say about this
1: long tracking shot and uh someone who gets killed in it is i didn't know that charlie hunnam was in this movie all these times i watch it never realized that was him until this viewing
2: dude you can tell by his voice right yeah charlie hunnam because i didn't know who charlie fucking hunnam was back then i saw yeah but he wasn't a big actor he wasn't jack got those fucking
1: dreads man Um, but dude, that scene that you guys were talking about is probably, you know, the best of the movie. Like you were talking, Fig, you just build the tension with this long tracking shot for so long and then you break it and then go right back into it. But another one that they did in this film that I really liked was after Key shows him. The baby and you start to. Which when I first saw the movie, I didn't really see Luke's betrayal coming. You know, as you're at the farm, you can kind of see like, ah, uh, this stuff's off. But they're just all these weird religious people. And then once it slowly starts clicking, and you see, you're like, oh, holy shit, this is going down. And Theo realizes it, and it's that long tracking shot to get them out of the barn and go. Like, I love that one so much, man. It is such a well done. How they do the action in this movie without having it to be like. I mean, there's the big gun battle at the end, but the rest of it, there's not like gunfights and crazy fist fights and stuff like the action and stuff is very tense but done in a in a cinematic way that keeps you on the edge of your seat the whole time like trying to start the car and it fucking stalls and trying to start the car and it fucking stalls and you're like just fucking start the car and go like you want to scream at him so he he really does well with like building the tension in those moments and i i enjoy it without being like over the top explosions and crazy shit
2: yeah, I would say it kind of felt a little video game like right when he's he sneaks outside and he goes up to the window and he listens to Patrick and Luke talking and how he's like, I killed I killed Julian. You know, I did what you said and the plan didn't really go well. He you know, they got away. And in my head, I'm like, this feels like a video game, like where you're like sneaking around. Mm-hmm. You got to go up to a window and there's, you know, side characters that are talking and then the plan goes into action. So just video. Really, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that wasn't the intention but that's the kind of view I got from that particular scene. Mm -hmm. Does this,
3: uh, in hindsight, after kind of the rewatch, does this movie kind of remind you of saving private Ryan, at least like the beats of like how the story arcs to me, it, Like, it's sort of... Yeah. I mean, definitely those war shots too, man. You get thrown into the action with the coffee shot or the the D-Day Normandy beach scene. Um, There's a little reprieve. You meet some characters who go now on a pseudo escort mission uh, and then everyone basically willing to lay their life on the line as they slowly get picked off. (laughs) um yeah i mean it does feel
1: like that because they have you know the squad of people that are trying to get them there and some reluctantly joining and then by the end i mean you know big spoiler alert pretty much everyone's fucking not around anymore but one of do. them you
3: hate big
1: time by the yeah, end yeah and, yeah and oh we got to talk about bill Ah, hey, bill yeah. character's great, man. As a, he did, you, you see him as a quick side character and you think he's gone. Then he comes back in another fucking crazy <laughs> scene. And him getting slapped in the face with a fucking battery to death is one of the most... Like, when I was younger and saw this movie, that was like one of those brutal kills I'd ever seen in a film. And I, it has stuck with me ever since then. It's like, damn, that was badass. That
2: He just thinks to go back and be like, wait, hold on. Boom! Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it's it's sad because, again, it's uh, that part of humanity. He seemed like he was going to help him out, right? He was like, maybe doing it for a favor, maybe doing it for money. You know, he was friends with Jasper, whatever. And you're like, okay, like he really is there to help him. He came back and he's like, I got to escort you out. And then that's where he finds out that he has the baby. And he's just like, well, what is that? You know that he his mind instantly changes. I mean, I, I guess maybe he was gonna backstab them still, right? He was gonna take them in. He knew, yeah, because that- he he talks
1: about seeing him on the news and knowing that like he's like the fishes want you, and the government wants you. He's like you're fucking a valuable commodity. So he was gonna definitely. Get some money. Well, I'm
2: I'm glad he got what he deserved, man. Because you're like, dude, come on. Like, you see a baby, you're going to like, all right, let me cash in on this. But you just, you know, I guess if you're a piece of shit human, you're a piece of shit human.
1: Right. So, we've hit on most of the big beats of the film. But, you know, again, huge spoiler alert for this one. I want to talk about the very end scene. Crazy tracking battle happens that we're talking about finally, you know, all of his enemies are dead or whatnot. And you're like, okay, they're gonna they're gonna get away. Maybe this is gonna happen. Get a boat. Get out there. Do you guys think the boat that was coming, you know, the, the human project, is it them? And are they even good people? Like, do you think good people could exist and be doing that again? Like, that always lingered with me because they talk earlier in the movie about having mirrors. Like, a person talks to a person, talks to a person, talks to us. And you're like, man, this could be any group of shady people. So, it, I really love that ending of like, damn, everyone had to say sacrifice at all, including Theo and then you don't even quite
0: know like you're hopeful, but you never know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I love movies or books that end on it where you as the viewer can interpret however you want and I mean like art like that, I would think a lot of artists and, and musicians and stuff, people people want to interpret how they are and, and I think there's no answer. I think like you're right. I'd like to hope that that she found the good people but on the other hand, you know, like yeah. On the other hand, in this world, it could have been dark. Like snatch the baby, shoot her, dip. Or they seemed good. The vibe you got, but I don't think it showed much. It showed her, like a light shining on her, or or something. It showed a few guys on the deck doing their thing.
3: Yeah, and I was like, it, okay. It Reminds me of Inception when the top yes. sort of wobbles, but mm-hmm. you're like, so then you're like, yeah. oh, it was a, it was a totem or whatever. I was Aww. literally gonna say that,
1: Bobby. But like then,
3: <laughs> but then on the flip. So, and, but in this movie it was when the it goes black, um, I stole this idea, so this one isn't mine, but uh, I didn't notice it, but there's a laughter of a bunch of kids like immediately. And so like you can interpret that as like the humanity can, humanity one. like we have a new generation coming mm-hmm. okay. but yeah, it's, there's so much if it was a court case, there's so much reasonable doubt that anything good like yeah. I, don't, I just I, I'm I'm the yeah, ever the optimist and like I find it hard to believe any good is left sort of in this world, like, at no fault of the people, I suppose, in it. It just, I think humans in this world sort of turn back into animalistic and, like, taking what you need to survive. Um, So I find it hard to believe that a society could, like, even though you got some hope in, like, the war stopping and people seeing a child and whatever, but, like, to stop on a dime and not carry on what you've made essentially your life's work for the last Mm -hmm. 18 years, like, seems um, far-fetched, sadly.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, and that children's laughter at the end juxtaposed against like such a heavy moments leading up to it. It's so crazy. Like you're sitting there processing yeah. the
3: film and then it's just like kids laughing coming on. You're like, Damn. I was going to say all hundred and f- like three minutes of the film. <laughs> yeah. Juxtaposed all of it. Yeah. And the... Um... This
0: you said the whole film, so I'm going to kind of just take a take a left turn. But if we're talking about the music, I can't really pinpoint the music, but the score and the, the cinematic all around is I still sticks in my head is when, when the bomb blew up at the beginning and you hear the ringing noise like in your ear. And he kept, it keeps going throughout the movie and uh, the redheaded, his ex-wife... I forget her name, unfortunately. Julian. Uh, Julian, yeah. She explained how when you hear that ringing in your ear, that that's the sound of a certain frequency or pitch that... Goes away, and every time when you hear, when I hear a ringing in my ear, I'm like, "Fuck, is that is that it? Is that a frequency? Am I losing my hearing?" But I don't know the trueness of that. But you notice throughout the movie, there's those moments when shit gets crazy. That ringing comes throughout the whole movie, and it's just like little Easter eggs here and there, like that, and the shots. Like it's just truly an artistic masterpiece. Of a movie if you really dig deep into these things that most people probably wouldn't care less about like he never fucking has the
1: right pair of shoes and he can never finish a cigarette and like just cool (laughs) little threads like that throughout the whole movie i also love the 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 eerie like e that comes in Mm -hmm. in the background during crazy moments man
2: yeah I feel like too, I noticed like he had a connection with animals or at least animals had a connection with him. So, I'm wondering if that's like, you know, kind of the show why Key entrusted him so much. I mean, I know it was based around Julian's you know, like, telling him, like, hey, don't trust anyone else. Maybe it was that. But I feel like when I was watching, like, why fucking animals just always, like, coming up to him or or loving him? So, maybe that was sort of a, like, subconscious trait, too, as well. And, like, he was reluctant, right? He was never, like, Mm -hmm. let me pet this dog or this cat, you know. It was always, like, ah, fuck, like, you know. like Mm -hmm. just
0: came to him. It kind of shows, like, he was good at heart. Like, he had a good soul, even though if he would fight it. And, I mean, with other movies, too, where, like, it's just the mean, tough old man who – has this, you know, sweet little teddy bear in the back, but he doesn't want to become too vulnerable. So he kind of hides it and acts like he's a tough dude. But you really see those layers kind of break down, like when he breaks down and sobs, but then all of a sudden quickly snaps out of it, you know, when other people come back or or when he's like, shit, I gotta get my shit together. Like his humanity is still there.
2: Yeah, dude, damn what? Great film, brothers. Fuck yeah. Dude, yeah, it's solid pick, man. I was really I mean, I probably hadn't seen this movie in a good decade, if not longer. Yeah, I hadn't seen it in probably
1: five years myself, so it was really good to watch again. I feel like a lot of the themes almost hit harder and closer to home in the world today than they did when the movie released. Dude, fucking A, man. But uh, I have a little post-apocalyptic game for you guys. All right, dudes. In honor of our old buddy Steve, I'm gonna do a tagline game for y'all. So Ooh. it's gonna be taglines from all post-apocalyptic movies. So some of them are gonna be a little bit similar. We'll see if you can decipher which one it goes to. Okay, I'm gonna ask you all a couple times individually, and then we'll do some some shouted out rounds. So just, we uh, do it Let's same order as before. Chris Figuronius first. This guy. All right, here we this go, man. The last man on Earth is not alone. I am legend. Damn, dude, look at you right away. Okay. Very <laughs> good. good. Coming out hot. Uncle Bobby B. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the
2: Earth.
3: Oh, nope, don't got it. I, I mean, I can name all the different zombie movies, but I can't think of one that would like line up perfectly with that one.
2: Uh, say it again
1: when there's no more room in hell the dead will walk the earth uh, i'll give you a hint this movie had an original and then a remake when we were around in high
0: school
2: night of the, night living, of dead. the living dead no dawn of the living dead
0: dawn of the dead there you go ding 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 ding, oh. ding. yeah no. uh,
1: one of the dopest openings to a movie of in all time in my opinion Zombieland was
3: better.
0: <laughs> I was going to say Twenty Eight <laughs> Days Later for some reason,
1: but that's, that's what I was, I, that's that's
3: what what I was really, thinking of. Yeah, but I was like, they're not really. I don't really consider like, yeah. them like.
0: Those are like rabid. Yeah, like, zombie rabid yeah. humans, but
3: they're still dead. I guess I don't know. If the dead will walk the earth. I probably should just guess that.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, the this is a harder one, Alex. We'll see if you can oh, guess. Where will you be? Where will you be? It's some end of the world movie. Is. I'll give you a hint if you can't get access to it. Where time. will you be? Um Armageddon? No, it's not is it Armageddon.
3: A knock at the cabin or whatever that was that just came out? <laughs> Can we, I get a hint mul- or should we, we have do uh, you have multiple taglines for these
2: movies or just one? This well, this one will give it away, but you should know this storm will
1: change
0: the world forever. Uh 2012? No. Uh
2: Day oh, After you- Tomorrow?
0: Yes. Oh, oh day after tomorrow. We
1: you where about to you say be? Jumanji? Geostorm? Bad... Geostorm. Yeah, that's what I said. That was a hard one, dude. That was a hard one. Day that's After like Tomorrow. Date.
3: So, it's like, where will you be? But I don't like that one. They didn't do yeah. a good job there.
0: Day After Tomorrow was crazy. I did like that movie. I like Into the World movies in general. Yeah.
2: That's uh... Jake Gyllenhaal is in that movie, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yes. Also, uh, the guy who played Two-Face. Yeah. What's his name? Jake Gyllenhaal.
3: Tommy Lee Jones. Well, yeah, that's oh, yeah, the, he he's the dad. Song? Yeah, the newest yeah. Aaron Eckhart. Aaron, Aaron Eckhart, Eckhart, thank you. <laughs> that is correct,
0: though, Bobby. You're right. At, like, yeah, I know. I know. The original.
1: The original all right. Round two. Vic's the only one that, that smashed his out. Nice. Let's see if he can do it again. His fear began when he woke up alone, his terror began when he realized he wasn't.
2: Ooh, that's a good one. These are
1: all movies? Like, yes, these are all films.
3: I would have guessed Walking Dead if that's, I, that's what I was going to guess. Yeah. That's why I asked that question. Oh, uh, Breath of the Wild, Resurrection. Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> he woke up a hundred yes. years
2: later? Uh, say it one more time, please.
1: His fear began when he woke up alone. His terror began when he realized he wasn't. Mm. I was going to say 28 days later. You are correct, sir. Oh, hell yeah. Cillian nice. Murphy wakes up in the hospital all week as fuck and no one's around. And Dude. she got like, locked in, the, in that room on accident.
0: Mm-hmm. What a trip, though. Yeah great. Cray. cray. Oh, I like that Chris got that on the Still
2: waiting for 28 <laughs> months later if they're ever gonna make that one. I, I I had to make up for the last tagline game. I thought I was gonna crush <laughs> you guys. And All right, Bobby, this one's a
1: pretty easy one. We'll see if you can get oh. it, man. The last days of the human race.
2: You only have a hundred to choose from. It's really on the nose. Wow lot. Uh, no guesses, Bob. No, no guesses on this one.
3: Wow. This isn't my genre. Um, is deep impact on a day later,
2: <laughs> so, uh, it, say it again.
0: The, the last
1: days of the human race, war, of the planet of the apes. Nope, <laughs> the future is a thing of the past. Oh, is it Terminator? No, he too.
2: Nope. Oh man, war is a thing of the past. Is no, it War of the, the Worlds?
1: The future is a thing of the past. Oh, the future. You guys are going to be like, God damn it, when I say this. this. Is you it, say the first
2: one again, though? Is it Endgame? Avengers
1: Endgame? Nope. <laughs> the first one. The last days of the human race.
3: Last days. No, that wouldn't be Avengers.
2: He must protect our only hope. He, he attack. He protect. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, man. He must protect <laughs> our only hope. I know we all know it, but uh
0: no children no future no hope children of men oh, is the yeah. children of men <laughs> ah are. it's too obvious yeah. when you told bobby i was gonna say it's bad children of men um, that's, that's aggravating that's dude that's sorry aggravating. sorry, that's sorry so but... funny. here we are overthinking uh, it
1: let's hear the first tagline again uh the future is a th- or the last days of the human race
0: uh, yep okay man. literally the, and he set up you up half too half yeah he said like it's gonna be an easy one it's pretty fucked up. We all overthought it. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Trick question.
3: I thought all it was right. Lego
0: Movie. Alex, mm-hmm.
1: who will be left behind? The end is just the beginning. Wally, <laughs> is it Ob- Oblivion, or uh, sorry, what was that? No, Matt Damon movie. It is not Oblivion, and I wanted to do Wally, but the only tagline was Wally. So, <laughs> <laughs> fucking... who will be left work. behind? <laughs> the end is just the beginning. 2012? Yes!
0: Oh! Yeah!
2: Son! Fucking out of left field, kid. Too, yeah. Man, nice throw play. up a
3: Hail Mary and get Just that win. Winging a prayer. I'm going to steal this one from original Chris. Bro, why is this word? We're going to try. You sure? Are gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am going to try. <laughs>
0: Hold on. I'm sorry. What? But, um, um, my tagline for this one's not coming up. That was a wild movie too, man. Freaking Woody, Woody Harrelson was like, okay. they're at Yosemite when that shit blew up. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, he's yeah. just like t- chilling as it this caldera explodes. So fucking fake, but man. All right, I found it,
1: Chris. You're getting a hard one this time because you be killing it. In a moment, the world changed forever. And I will say that this is doesn't fit with the theme of the movie quite so
2: much, but in a
3: I'll moment. Be the judge of that. In the, the moment, moment
1: the world changed, changed forever. And it's the only tagline I have for this film. Wow. Um, the happening.
0: Nope. Oh, that was good. In m-
2: Armageddon? No. Nope. Deep Impact.
0: Was it one of those movies where like half the population just disappears? I don't know if that that was a shit. That was a The
2: moment actually.
0: the
1: world changed forever. That's what it was. Alright, I found another one. I kept searching. The internet, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's kind of more of a quote than a tagline, but we're going to use it. All I know is the child is my warrant, and if he is not the word of God, then God never spoke.
3: Is it Waterworld?
1: No. Oh, I
3: don't think I guess. Mm,
1: the Man. Child? This is a very bleak movie. The Road. Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, bro, dude. That movie what is, is that movie? Cormac
0: bleak. Cormac McCarthy, right? I don't know. I've uh, seen that one. Uh, Vigo Mortensen yeah so you go mortensen and i don't know who he is. yeah i read that book too pretty good highly recommend that one the road
1: yeah the road so, dude. Yeah, yeah you
2: let me borrow that
0: book
1: yeah you know? it's almost it's like good like the book of eli would be the closest thing i'd compare it to maybe
0: mm-hmm. it's like him and a boy and they're just walking through a post-apocalyptic world going through yeah, some shit.
2: humans are pieces of shit again mm-hmm. yeah all right bobby mm. get ready to take the ride of your life
3: Fast and the Furious 10.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> yes. Damn. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Damn, I actually... Oh, that that was oh. I thought that was it. I was like... I thought that was it
1: too. Um, all the time in the world is all they've got.
3: All the time. Why did you lie? Armageddon? Yes, sir. Oh, nice. Yeah. Alex. I got one. I'm on the board. Okay, hey. at least I won't go goose egged. Yeah,
2: I can stay awake.
3: Just
1: uh, nothing ruins a party like the end of the world. Oh,
3: uh, this is the end. Hey, there
0: you hey, go. hey. dude,
3: I watched that movie like <laughs> last week. It or could we... just be what? at World's End, too. That works for both, oh, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah,
0: uh what a funny ass movie with both of those right? insane amount of cameos. I've got two left. I think Fig might be still
1: winning, so these are going to be shouted outs, dude. Try to try to steal his... Earth is a memory
2: worth fighting for. After Earth. oh, oh. A memory?
0: This is your chance, boys. Earth is a memory worth fighting for.
3: Um, Terminator 2. No, no, nope. what the hell's that Um, no, 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 yeah, Nolan movie that just came out? With McConaughey.
0: Tenet?
1: Oh, Interstellar? Uh, Interstellar. Interstellar. Uh, This one is, I'll give it a, a hint, 2013. Okay. And a person in this movie is releasing a movie this year.
0: Oh, uh, Oppenheimer? Dude? No. Uh-oh. Barbie movie? What
1: was
2: the tagline again? Say it one more time.
1: Earth is a memory worth fighting for. The Edge of Tomorrow. No.
0: Um. Is it uh, Tom in
1: it? Oh, uh-oh,
0: Alex is getting warm. Oh, is it... um. Yep. Say world? Said, I said it's not, War of the Worlds. Not War of the Worlds. I forget if it's called Oblivion. Or yes. Oh, okay. Ooh. There you go. Uh, where he ends up like finding some shit out about Earth that it wasn't hospitable. And yeah, that's a pretty dude. Another kind of underrated
2: movie, man. I thought that movie was really good. I definitely knew you were talking about Tom Cruise. Is that Edge of the World? Is, is that Edge that of is Tomorrow or of something. Edge of Tomorrow.
1: That's a great movie, man.
2: This just a great, great action movie. film.
3: Well, I just watched it like a month ago.
0: Great, like just the
3: whole like Groundhog's Day theme, you know, like hit it out the park. When you're like, they have a movie. He has a movie coming out this year. I was like, what Wes Anderson movie? (laughs) (laughs) This is post-apocalyptic. Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol.
1: (laughs) Grand Budapest Hotel. (laughs) There you go. All right. So this is the last one in one of my favorite post-apocalyptic movies. Inception. No, <laughs> where we must go, we who wander this wasteland in search of our better selves. Mad Max, yes, very dude, yes, sir. Fuck yeah, Fucking Alex, man, All right. pulling it out from behind. I love that-, that film. I saw it twice in theaters. It's just an amazing spectacle dude, of visual and sound. Very, very
0: well done movie. The next one's coming out, <laughs> uh, like Furiosa or something.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I think it's Anna Taylor Joys the lead
0: oh really that um I can't wait for that shit yeah
1: yeah yeah. it's gonna
3: be awesome it's gonna be awesome
1: well dudes thanks for uh indulging me in my little trivia game shout out to Steve yeah you guys did you get some one has to goes let's do it
0: what you gonna pick don't pick no stupid shit because one has to go
1: We are going to do a little classic, always classic, One Has to Go before we get out of here, listeners. And for the first question, we're all going to put up the post-apocalyptic movie we'd like to be in if we had to be in one and see see who's got the worst take on this. I'll start it off with one you might not expect, Titan A.E. Hmm. I think it would be dope, dude. You meet a bunch of aliens. Go across the you know the galaxy. You get to start a new Earth at the end, new
0: planet to explore. Pretty sick. I like that. I am going to say the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Similar, which was a wild ride of fun. Depending on who you are in the movie, I guess. Um, I, would well, pretty much want to be the main character. Or it's your or scenario, bro. You can do whatever yeah, you want. I'd be, I'd uh... going to
2: be whatever I want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd want to be a what's her name? Uh, the girl. Ooh, very um, progressive of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she's uh Jess from the new girl. Pretty My AB glasses
2: Bud Zoe Zoe <laughs> Chanel, <laughs> Yes. Right on, man. Right on. Um, I guess I would go. I I'm, I don't know if this is considered post-apocalyptic, but Pacific Rim. Being able to fight in those big machines, dude. That'd be <laughs> okay. That'd be awesome, man.
3: I know instantly who I'm rooting <laughs> off. The one that I have to worry about getting stopped I know. out by aliens and robots <laughs> every day. <laughs> but to round it out, I'm going to go with idiocracy. Oh. Um, so all you, you don't have to. Everyone's successful in this world. And you just get to. Everyone's just out there. All the drinking dummies.
1: Drinking dude. Yeah, all, <laughs> all the dummies are drinking Gatorade
3: and just having loads of sex and hanging out at Walmarts. Uh the worst thing, I guess we're running out of food sort of, but we just need one semi genius to figure it out and we can get us moving but, forward again. So needed
2: a Wilson brother, funny, uh little tidbit. The that's um, who's a director again, the Beavis and Butthead. Hing- oh, Hing- Hing- my judge, my, my judge. judge. He, he picked, he wanted to pick shoes that only idiots would wear. And he picked Crocs. Cause he's like, there's no way that these shoes would ever Like, people would ever wear these, right? They're the ugliest shoes ever. They're the stupidest looking. And he picked those shoes to, like, everyone wears them because they're, you know, they're idiots. And then, lo and behold, it's... Here we are. They took over the earth. Yeah. I judge you hard if you wear Crocs, listeners. Just
1: letting (laughs) you know. You can hate me for that if you want, but I'm judging you hard.
3: (laughs) But he didn't see them in sport mode, so if he was on the sport mode, he would understand.
1: I don't think so, man. I think that looks just as lame.
3: (laughs) But what about when you put the little doodads in the holes like Uh, oh
1: yeah there's a way to make them lamer you know they can be lame out
3: of the box but you can downgrade
1: from there Uh, mom if you're
2: mom if you're listening to this episode we're not talking about you we are (laughs) yes we are just hurry up your boat pacific rim off you fuckers <laughs> hey whoa
1: whoa i want to fight in a giant robot dude i share your dreams so but you're not charlie going hunt to
3: him. charlie unfortunately i don't want to live in a world with idiots bobby i'm sorry oh no, well that's bad i'd rather live in idiots than monsters crawling out of the ocean
2: <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to bitch slap a, a monster bob in a big old. <laughs>
3: now like a, like attack on Titan you're like confined to these walled in cities seems pretty sad I'd rather just be with a bunch of dummies mm-hmm. putting mm-hmm. wrong shapes and wrong holes and drinking, drinking <laughs> Brown, Gatorade. yeah, you yeah. Know, the young pretty boy in real, wants to pilot a real life.
2: life pretty much real life pretty much, pretty pretty much real life
0: earth. pretty much yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna have to vote off the uh, Pacific Rim like how badass it is but I think just scenario wise it's like pretty fucking scary just have to deal with like these Godzilla-like creatures all the time. But
3: what are the odds that Chris and Chris are piloting these Super mechs One
1: hundred percent, and we're gonna save the world. Dude. No chance, dude. We're, we're gonna out
3: the.
1: Do... No, we're gonna get to pilot the robot and then save the world. So we're like, we live oh, the dream. Cleaning out the latrine, and now we just have a, a robot. They're like, well, there's no more giant monsters. You guys we can have just keep our... the robot our laser sword and we'd be fucking badass dude i go to the grocery store with it yeah i do all my errands in my giant robot it'll
3: be cool you sound like rick from rick and morty when he gets like the GoBots.
0: oh god that's i mean yeah
3: it's just great
0: go bot world well it's a tie.
2: <laughs> it a tie well actually no i haven't oh wait i haven't voted did i vote yet did you vote what, would you, um, what was your vote I mean, for mine not to get voted off, I'll vote off idiocracy. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, yeah. Hey. Get all those idiots on board. Put put them on the Pacific Rim robots and we're getting (laughs) off this island.
0: March out into the ocean, dude. Did anybody watch the the anime? I heard it was that. That was pretty good. Did did they they come out on Netflix? I did hear
3: that was good, but I didn't watch it, though.
0: Yeah.
2: Maybe it was an anime. Mm, I haven't. Yeah. Check it out. All right, fellas. So uh, another topic to roll into, sticking to the post-apocalyptic theme. If you had to choose a car to roll into this post-apocalyptic world, what would you choose? Oh, I'm going to
1: pimp out a Toyota Land Cruiser to be a zombie mowing down machine. And it's going to run to like 400,000 miles. And the sinks can go
2: anywhere. So... Just going to reinforce that bad boy and (laughs) smash through the countryside. I am on that same sentiment as you, man, but I'm going to deck out a Ninja Turtles party wagon Oh, and roll through that through the post-apocalyptic world, man. Have some pizza, some beer on board, shoot out the top of it, you know, with some machine guns. It's a fantasy world, you know. Do whatever we want. I'm, I'm
1: kind of regretting not going going for the gusto with something like that. I thought we were staying in reality, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty change, good change choice, my man. Can, I don't know. Toyota Land Cruisers mind. are pretty cool. I don't know what the clearance yeah. is on the fucking party wagon. So
3: building <laughs> off the fantasy, I'm gonna go with a 2019 hybrid Toyota Camry and a sensible black. That thing's never gonna break down. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be cruising. You guys is. <laughs> paddy wagons or whatever <laughs> going to be eating tires on the side of the road you're just
2: not even going to get noticed at all you're just going to cruise yeah. in. you're going to go grocery I'm be
3: off my way to get groceries sensibly in my nice roomy <laughs> trunk and back seat uh no problem good gas mileage so i don't have to worry about siphoning gas all the time not with your 80s party van <laughs> oh, I,
2: I get like 12 mile 12 miles to the gallon <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well hot damn uh i already had mine and it was in the fantasy land but i believe it was dawn of the dead that they made that dope ass bus at the end yeah, to, try to get Ooh. out and oh had, with like, the slots for you can put the, the, the chainsaws through and as as good as it was i don't even think they made it that far with that thing yeah, um, don't
1: put the old man on your bus because he killed the hot girl with the chainsaw oh
0: that's right dude yeah so you yeah, like maybe, that yeah. bus Maybe not the best gas, but it it was a
3: badass like situation. <laughs> Glad I got you guys thinking about the petrol. It was a cool car that it's top of mind right now because the trailers are dropping was Twisted Metal, with the oh, like ice cream. I was truck, thinking that. I was thinking that truck. I thought somebody might okay. bring that up. Yeah. I love that game. I don't think there's any way this TV show works, but not with Anthony
2: Mackie. Oh my goodness, that looks that just looks so corny. <laughs> but Anthony uh, Mackey is just kind of corny. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. They showed a, a sweet tooth. Is that his name? The yes. the clown. The clown. The yeah, sweet tooth. So ho- hopefully, man. But I don't know. Just I just feel like it's gonna be. If it was like Mad Max Fury Road style and like a serious take on it, it would be fucking amazing. But. It looks Unfortunately,
1: with all big franchises that get picked up and turned into shit these days, I just feel like there's too many executives and shit making fucking decisions. Oh, way too
0: many cooks in the
1: didn't kitchen. They...
3: Just... We are getting way off topic of this one. To go, but that's, why the... <laughs> that's why the listeners listen. Um, didn't they already make this movie essentially like with Death Race, but just oh, didn't have a, the IP? That was a good movie, dude. But didn't... Yeah. it just is? It's the same thing with no IP, right? Right, Death
0: Race reminded me of like Hunger Games mixed with like mm, um, I didn't I didn't see it, Twisted Metal. You know, oh. where it's like is,
1: I liked that movie. It's another one that's just turn your brain off. Good action movies. Yeah. Ah, oh, but All we right, digress. Fellas,
2: who are we voting off the
0: Zombie right. Island? Let's give a quick recap because we kind of <laughs> went off the off the burner for a sec.
1: I am in a customized Toyota Land Cruiser for smashing
2: through zombies and over obstacles. I am in a post-apocalyptic decked out Ninja Turtles party wagon.
3: (laughs) I am in a 2019 (laughs) hybrid sensibly black Toyota Camry.
0: Okay. Okay.
3: And And, um, (laughs) yes, you are. I uh,
0: <laughs> I chose the bus that was souped up for chainsaws and smashing zombies on Dawn of the Dead. Just make you whip out the hole and just Tiyah! yeah, <laughs>
1: That <laughs> razor whip. Well, dude, I love Toyotas, and usually I love your opinion, Bobby. But I'm gonna have to say <laughs> the car is a terrible choice, man. Terrible choice. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, yes. You didn't you didn't you didn't <laughs> specify you didn't specify if it was modded out or anything because nope, Chris specified nope. and I he no, didn't do it in detail, but completely unmodded out. If it's just I like left it up to your black, imagination. Mine yeah. was as cool as you could imagine it to be, dude. So without that, unfortunately, I would have to say.
2: Well, Bobo, I, I will throw you a bone and I like the sensibility of your views. You're definitely gonna survive. Probably the vote off the the bus as dope. I'm as it right is, there with
3: you, and I have reasons. Oh it's no! It's gonna
2: it's gonna not Those last very long.
3: You know, it's not gonna also last try long. to make a three point turn in and like a imagine <laughs> you're driving that in in this film that we've been talking about for the last hour. Oh yeah! And like you're trying to get out of the woods in a Game bus. Over. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Boop, boop, oh. <laughs> you're gonna have an awesome
2: powers uh, scenario on your. Oh uh,
1: God! Hands. <laughs> There's room for the entire group of people attacking you to sit down though. Uh-huh. True. True. <laughs> um, all right. I, yeah, that, I didn't see that coming. Another you guys. tie. <laughs> <We're> very <laughs> split tonight. But so far, I'm staying on the island.
3: Yeah. 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 All right. All <laughs> right. We're having fun. It's sometimes it's not the destination; it's the journey. You know. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Agreed. All right. Uh. Do we have a another topic for a one has to go, dudes? All right, guys. So since. The first
1: question was movies we'd want to be in. If we had to let's do the one we'd least fucking want to be in. And there might be worse ones, but for me, I'm doing 28 days later, man. Those zombies are fucking fast and scary and insane. And it seems like there is no shelter anywhere from them. And I'm talking like, you don't get to be in the part of the world, you know, where where it's okay. You're fucking in the shit shit. with the zombies. Mm -hmm. Uh freaking horrifying the first few minutes of that film like you just always got to be on edge and they are lurking and they can sprint faster than you so dude, yeah fucking terrifying
2: that's a good one man I'm gonna go with a quiet place that just again it's a terrible situation but you can't even like talk not that like in post apocalyptic movie you're talking much but like you can't at all right especially if you are you know we all have families and stuff like that, you would have to maybe like venture out. because, like, man, I can't really roll deep with like 15 people, 10 people, right? Couldn't be quiet in that situation. Mm. You'd have to kind of have a small knit group and just kind of try to survive that way, which that would also really suck, you know, to have to separate and then just being quiet. And I have a newborn baby. That's not really uh, the case Mm. anymore these days. So yeah, fuck a quiet place, man.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm going to take it a little south and- (laughs) It was contagion for me is what I'm trying to think. And basically, similar to COVID, you know, slowly out of nowhere, this sickness comes that came from a bat and a pig, but it it just caused just, it ravaged your body and just what basically hemorrhaged your brain and you, you died very horribly and just... It got worse and worse. And luckily some people were immune and in the end they had a vaccine. But before that, my goodness, it was a terrifying movie. And I remember we watched it uh ironically during the lockdown for COVID. And it was funny, but it was kinda like, holy shit. Um, Matt Damon, great movie.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go asteroid, whether it's uh don't look up or it's deep impact or it's uh Armageddon. Because Armageddon, Armageddon, I guess maybe is the one closest where there's still hope. I think with the ones that you guys described, um, I think for myself, I'd rather, and we can dive into it more, try to pick which one has to go. Like, I'd rather still have some semblance of like hope to like survive. I know the world might be hard, but also outside of ABs, the death in the other two movies are pretty instantaneous. Like, you get caught and maybe you get ripped apart a little bit, Mm -hmm. but you're not. Living that much longer oh, after twenty eight days later,
1: being ripped apart by zombies would be so horrible. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, in the, in in the grand, like I don't think being eviscerated by an asteroid would be all that quick. <laughs> like maybe it's like that, but like uh, from what I remember in the quiet place when the monster came, it like snatched that kid up, and I don't know how quick he got digested, but oh, man. they seem to come pretty fast. So I think the uh, the helplessness of not being able to do anything and just like I mean when we spot the asteroid sometimes it's like a month or two sometimes it's a couple of weeks like maybe it's a couple of days like you just you're basically counting down time and like yeah you could fuck off and do whatever you want in that time but then it's just like it's like knowing it's gonna be over that just feels sad mm-hmm. i don't like that 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 looming doom yeah yeah, yeah. I see that i could see that point of view then you probably have to have some sort of existential crisis in that like short period you'd think like oh i just go fuck up and skateboard down the road for a few days and do whatever i wanted but then you're like then you'd have to have that stages of grief. I don't know. Seems too tough.
1: Mm-hmm. So are are we voting off the one that we think would be the the worst or the one that or would maybe, be the most survivable? Yeah, or maybe yeah, we'll I think, pick the worst. I don't know.
3: I think we almost vote for the one that like we put back in the first category that we would like okay. most want to be in is like that's what we're putting on the island. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the easiest out of the ones that we
1: chose. So for me, I'm gonna go with Contagion. Then it would be. Fucking shitty to be in it, but if you made it out to the other side, I feel like society would be somewhat the yeah. same. So, there,
0: there was a happy ending of a sort of a sort. So, but
1: living through it would be terrible because most people did die. Yeah, a lot so. of people died.
3: Mm. What's the percentage of deaths in that movie? It, know was, it was a, a huge. Lot. it was a huge, but yeah, like, what are my odds? Because that's pretty shitty and it got bad. It's oh, between God. you and other Chris for sure. Like, I don't. <laughs> I think quiet place that seems like the most miserable existence imaginable. (laughs) Um,
2: I think I might go asteroid, man. I mean, I, I see your point of view, but you know, maybe the hopes of that collision would just be just instant. Right. I don't know. I mean, fuck 20 days later. Like there's, that's like the constant fear, kind of similar to quiet place, but at least like you can like at least converse with people and and talk, you know, Mm -hmm. And contagion, I kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's not the most ideal situation, but at least the asteroid you can kind of hope, like, well, let's just hope it takes us out quick. So, Mm -hmm. and there's not really any pain leading up to it. So, I'm gonna go with with that's more ideal. All of these suck. All of these would suck, but I feel like mm-hmm. that'd be the most, like you know, like you said, Bob. You know, maybe just take a drive down the Pacific Coast Highway and you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, we're gonna die. You're Going anyways. for guaranteed death, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, that's I crazy. Mean, <laughs> you yeah, you might not. Or there might, you know. Hopefully, we're sending some, you know, Willis, up, up, to yeah. up to the <laughs> yeah. up to the asteroid to come save us, man. Just we'll to, have
1: a get con- on a, yeah. we'll have a to tell you to see, but but he doesn't really have his mind anymore, so.
3: Yeah, he's lost. I get so mad at the Twitter algorithm because literally like once a month they put back in the my feed the uh the CGI video from some Discovery Channel show of what it looks like when a massive asteroid hits Earth and it just looks like we're the sun. It's just a fireball. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> it's just like that it's just over. It's just like there's nothing like and it's so random too. It's just like, oh, that that chunk of space rock came in the wrong direction. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> um yeah, and we're dead.
1: Ah, mm, existential dread. I vote you off
3: the island. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. I think I think I am gonna go A B because I think um, we all. Not I mean, you kind of pitched it as we sort of lived it, maybe not to the extreme like extent, obviously, but mm-hmm. while it was a horrible way to die, um, I think it has the most hope out of this Rome.
0: <laughs> which definitely, yeah, that's so, it, yeah. There's there's some
3: optimism and some hope. And at I least think we could be immune, maybe. I think that one too, you might have the most control in, right? Like if you became a recluse out in the woods and just didn't talk to anybody, mm-hmm. like you'd have, you have a little bit more true. survival rate. Whereas, like, quiet places didn't seem where, no matter where you live, these things were you down. You know? And then 28 days later, those guys were, and you can't run from the big rock in the sky. So, yeah.
0: yeah.
3: But right. I don't know. I like that answer though, because it was brutal.
0: Hmm.
3: Right. Food for thought.
0: Well, yeah, I'm going to keep the tie going and have to vote the asteroid situation merely (laughs) merely because I I hope that that would be the most quick and painless way to go unless it didn't completely destroy the whole earth. Then you're dealing with like a nuclear winter type situation. Um, So I would hope I would hope to be, you know, chilling on the beach like uh, what was it, deep impact or something if you guys watch that and just hold each other and like that's uh, how uh, some uh
3: spoilers it's a newer movie but don't look up doesn't end happy
0: yeah like don't yeah. look up dude they like it was happy but it wasn't happy yeah, yeah. great movie. Well, shit
1: great answers guys none of us could come to any agreements this might be the first time <laughs> yeah. we uh we split on all of them yeah we missed we david don't... we missed we need david. that's fucking the whole need, the story we need that a deal, we need tiebreaker a vote yeah. yeah thanks for diving into those uh bleak depressing topics with me though tonight guys as always it's been a great
0: episode shit got dark later days always fun fellas and uh, we'll see you next week
3: yeah i'm gonna have a tough time sleeping tonight love you guys